You're listening to the Optimize Your Life podcast with Dr. Sharon Grossman, episode number 36. Welcome to the Optimize Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Sharon Grossman. As a psychologist, success coach, and emotional intelligence expert, I've spent the past two decades optimizing the mindsets of my clients. And now you too get to optimize not only your mind, but your entire life. Join me. Hello again, and welcome back to the show. Today, I want to talk to you about the importance of self-care and what might be getting in the way for you. So one of the things we know is that self-care is really mandatory if you don't want to burn out. But too often, we're not engaging in self-care practices. So the big question is, what is getting in the way? And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. When I talk to people about their self-care regimen and why they're not engaging in self-care, what I hear more than anything is typically something to do with a lack of time. So one of the first and probably biggest obstacle to self-care that people mention is I don't have time. We are all working in a very busy environment these days We are used to being go, 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 and having work and tasks on our plate that are never ending. It's no wonder why so many of us are stressed out, overwhelmed, and anxious. And so we wonder, like, how is it possible for me with everything that I already have going on in my life to include some self care practices, whether it's exercise or making my lunch so that I know I'm eating something healthy in the middle of the day, whether it's meditation or yoga, it really doesn't matter what the activity is. We often approach self-care from the perspective of, I'm already so busy, I don't have time. So we're going to come back to this because I think this is perhaps the biggest fallacy about self-care is that we don't have time and I want to talk to you about why that's a fallacy and what you can do instead. Other obstacles to self-care include a lack of energy. So often people wait until the end of the day because they wake up and first thing they do is they engage with their work. They're checking emails. They're looking at all the things they have coming up that day. They have meetings they have to run to. So if you're waiting until the end of the day, you might run out of steam. And at that point, you just don't have the energy to put on your workout clothes and go out to run or go to the gym. You may already just be focusing in on just getting dinner on the table, eating, maybe if you have kids, putting them to sleep. And you're thinking like, I really can't even think about meditation at this point. So it's like you get to the end of the day and it becomes that much harder to figure out how you could potentially wrap your head around this idea of self-care. For other people, it might be that they just don't see that it's important. They know that if they put their head down and they work really hard, they are going to achieve something at work or at home, and that's going to have some sort of outcome for them. Like if they spend time with their kids and they're shuttling back and forth, 
between activities, then their kid is going to have the experience of being in a soccer team or getting some exercise themselves. And parents often use that time to catch up on emails and to make phone calls. If they are focusing on just getting tasks done for work, then they're seeing the connection between doing those tasks and possibly getting through their email list and not feeling overwhelmed and overburdened by all those emails. Or that if they work on their project, whatever that is, that they'll have some sort of accomplishment. And so it becomes something very tangible that they can hold on to. Whereas self-care, you might think, well, there's nothing really tangible. Yeah, it might be a good idea. I get that it's good for me. But, you know, when I have to pick one or the other, I really don't see how it could really be that important compared to everything else I already have going on. So what we're saying is that there are a variety of different reasons why you might not be engaging in self-care, or if you are, that maybe it's just a struggle and it's not a priority, or that you see the importance of it, but it's just hard to find the time or the energy to actually engage in it. So here is what you need to consider, which may be a total shocker for you. This is what I call the self-care mindset fallacy. So as I mentioned, the number one obstacle people often list for not engaging in self-care is that they don't have time. And what I want to tell you is that if you have any obstacle to anything in your life, really, but especially with regards to self-care, that has to do with a lack of time, what it really translates into is a lack of intimacy. If you think about it, self-care is really about taking care of yourself. So it's about the relationship you have with yourself. And if you're not prioritizing yourself, what does that actually mean? What is the message that you are sending out about yourself when you say that you don't have time for you? You don't have time for your health. You don't have time for your mental health. You're basically saying, I'm not that important. Now, you may not be saying that explicitly, but that is essentially what is the underlying meaning behind not having time for yourself. So sit with that for a moment and consider how important do you see yourself as being really? Do you truly believe in the importance of taking care of yourself? Are you somebody who prioritizes other people's needs over your own? Are you a people pleaser? Do you always put other people ahead of you because maybe you see them as more important? So when you start to put these pieces together, you might actually notice that you don't have enough intimacy with yourself, which is what is actually getting in the way of creating that time. Now let's talk a little bit about time creation. Just so you're clear on what I'm talking about. When you have your typical schedule, you might already have it packed with lots of meetings and things that you have to do, different tasks, errands, and routines. 
And it might feel like it's really crammed. But what happens when something out of the ordinary shows up on your radar? Maybe someone's emailed you about a really fascinating webinar that's happening. Typically, what do we do? We clear our schedule or we procrastinate on other things that are already scheduled on our calendar and we watch that webinar. Or if your friend invites you to go out with them and it sounds like a really fun thing to do, you might make time for that friend. If your kid suddenly gets injured at school and you have to drop everything and go pick them up, you find the time to spend on your child. It may not be planned in advance, but you find the time because you see your child as important. You see that webinar as something fun. You see hanging out with your friend as something that is enjoyable and that you wanna do. So we have things that actually drive us to change our minds about time. And it's really about that intimacy that we have with the people that we're engaging with or the activities that we are making time for. So I wanna ask you, why aren't you making time for yourself? What are the excuses that you are making that get in the way? If you're not exercising or exercising your mind, as it were, in terms of your self-care, and the reason for that is because you are just drained, then consider this. Sometimes we run out of steam when we work too hard and when we're taking care of everybody but ourselves. And when it comes time to engaging in our own self-care, we feel like it's impossible because we're so tired. So you really have to reverse the equation here and start with yourself. And when you do that, even though I know it might feel impossible at this moment, Consider how that is going to give you so much more energy to do the other things that you want to do down the road. So if you do it the way you've been doing it, where you prioritize other people, and then if there's time left over, you get to work on yourself, there may not be enough energy for you to actually ever get to you. I'm hoping this makes sense. Self-care is important. It is the investment that you put into yourself that allows you to be the best version of you and to continue to be able to do the work that you do more optimally without burning out. This is not trivial. This is not something to leave to the end. This is not something to deprioritize because it will come back to bite you. And consider this also, how do you feel when you do engage in self-care? You are in better shape physically. You are more able to bounce back quickly from stress. You are more resilient. You are probably in a better mood. There are so many upsides to self-care. So really what I encourage you to do is think about what allows me to be that best version of me? What kind of activities would I need to engage in 
so that I am de-stressing at the end of a stressful day or a stressful week? And what can I do to prevent some of that stress from happening if I take care of myself in advance? If you've got answers to both of those questions, then you can identify the specific activities that you're going to engage in and then plug those into your calendar exactly when you're going to do them so that you have total clarity. It is already determined in advance that you will be doing these activities. 